Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. An Erio's original. To me, that's like what true horror is, is like when you're stuck with things you can't sell. <laughs> <laughs> the true horror. Yeah, the that's true, true horror. terror. Hi, this is Margaret Cho. You're listening to The Margaret Cho. Today, uh, we have Luke Barnett, Tanner Thompson, and Vincent Maschial. They are from the film Faith Based, which is an amazing comedy that I'm in. It's an indie comedy that is all about the world of Christian filmmaking, which is really funny. Um, The film is out October 9th on uh, all sorts of streaming platforms and maybe in a theater near you, depending on what's happening. But uh, interviewed them and they're great guys. So enjoy. Hi, you guys. Hey, Margaret. Hello, hello. Hey. Hi, hi. Thanks for um, being on this. And um, I uh, haven't gotten to see the movie yet. I, of course, seen the trailer, which looks great. Oh, and, thank you. Um, I can't wait to see the whole thing. Now, um, are we going to be able to get together for a huge premiere? What's going to happen? I mean, it's kind of... No, we hope so. Yeah. Well, we're definitely going to do some big stuff for the next four weeks and then do something the weekend it opens. We're just trying to figure out if we could do... We're hoping for a drive-in premiere right now. Um, That's a good idea. Which would kind of be the way to do a big premiere while abiding by the rules. Um, So we're kind of holding off till we hear on that. Yeah, I love love a drive-in movie. I've always really enjoyed that. I used to actually go to drive-in movies, and I mean, I remember that from being a kid, and it's actually a great experience to do, and I love that it's kind of back now. So that's a good idea. I just took my kids to see Goonies uh, a few weeks ah. ago, and it's, it's you know, I, when I remember going to see movies in the drive-in as a kid, and I remember the crappy speaker box in the corner, and you can barely hear it, and the picture quality wasn't great. They made a lot of improvements. It's actually super fun, so I don't think it would be a lesser than experience to see faith based in the drive-in, especially cause you know, it's a fun movie and it's funny and you know, it's, it's, it's all kind of a brand new territory since no new movies have really been in drive-ins in years, really. So, um, no, I think it's great. Yeah. I think it's a great idea. 
I think it's a great idea, and I think it's going to be fun. I mean, it's going to be fun no matter what. I think um, it's exciting because, uh, and it's also just a, a whole new territory for a movie anyway. Like, I was the first, this is like the first time I had ever heard of Christian movies outside of something like, Jesus Christ Superstar or anything like that. I mean, I didn't even know that uh, anything like that existed. You know, oh, like wow. the entire, wow. all of that, you know, to me was very, it was a really eye-opening experience. I mean, how did you, how did you figure out about this whole world or did you grow up in it? How did you find out about it? We all grew up in it. Um, uh, I know, I mean, all, look, I, we were all three raised in the church and spent a lot of time in churches throughout like our, our, our teens and twenties. Um, and so like faith-based films is something like I, I, at the very least I was super familiar with back in the nineties. Um, yeah, it was interesting. I had a lot of friends. Uh, one of the things that inspired this movie was, was way back in like late nineties. I had a lot of friends that played in bands in high school, that were very talented and then didn't have any real success. And then a few years later decided to be a Christian band. And all of a sudden were making six figures, uh, touring Christian music festivals and playing mega churches and Christian colleges. And that was just such an interesting thing. And, and probably like early mid two thousands that really started to take off in the Christian film world where all of a sudden you had these, like a handful of filmmakers with Kirk Cameron and, and Kevin Sorbo and a few other people started making these movies that they would essentially get funded by a church. Like there's a, a handful of churches that kind of originally did this on a, on a bigger level. And they would make these kind of low budget Christian movies starring a nineties actor and churches would essentially get their entire congregation to go see this movie. And at the time, weirdly, my dad was at a church who did this. So they would basically have a movie coming out to AMC, rent out the theater, take a van of congregation and go see it. And all of a sudden, this movie that was shot for a couple hundred thousand dollars makes $30 million. And the movie itself, if you watch it right now, it's by no means a good movie, Um, but it's what those people wanted to see and don't have, you know. Yeah, and back so in incredible. Ba- back in, I don't know, 2016, 2017, the three of us had just finished making a horror comedy called Fear, Inc. Um, and, you know, Luke and I had been out pitching projects, TV shows, and movies after that movie. And um, what we thought was going to happen is we were going to jump into a room and sell a movie. And what ended up happening is we just pitched a bunch of stuff and kind of set some things up, but not nothing ever really got any major traction. And I, I don't remember after the like 30th meeting or something at one point, Luke was like, you know what we should do? We should just make a faith based movie because those make a lot of money. And we, th- we laughed at that and used that money to make our other projects. Yeah, at that point we thought, that's actually a really funny idea. And we had originally developed faith based into a TV series, uh, a pitch. And we kind of took that out a couple times and we had the first season. We loved the first season and we couldn't really get super excited about seasons after the first season. And that's when we, you know, at the end of uh, 2018, early 2019, we're like, what's a project that we can do. And we thought about faith based and we're like, why don't we take that season one 
and adapt it into a 90 minute feature. And that's kind of how that came together. It's so funny. And I think that it's, it, it's such a great thing, like to, to take that world and kind of open it up to an audience that really, we just don't know about it. You know, I mean, I definitely know a little bit about, I guess, Christian rock or like the nineties entry into it. Like I know a little bit, cause I like the, you know what band I like? I like Striper, which oh, is yeah. a, a metal Christian sure. band. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> Striper with a Y. Yes. I like them. But they, I, I like them kind of secretly. I also secretly <laughs> like Creed. I can never really... <laughs> Everyone sang along hey, with Creed in 1999. No, so no secret undeniable. to liking Creed in the 90s. We all liked Creed in the 90s. It's very embarrassing because I actually really like I would spend some time as like a rock journalist and like have some serious like very like deep, deep like cuts in terms of like my rock taste. Like I really take it very seriously, but I it's like some of my most embarrassing like things that I like are like in that sort of creed genre, that striper genre, that kind of hill song stuff. Oh my God. Not not many things make me laugh. Knowing you as a comedian, not many things (laughs) make me laugh more than you in like a van in the nineties tatted up singing with arms wide open at the top of your lungs. (laughs) It's so embarrassing. It's so embarrassing, but it's definitely like a part of me that I, that I can't deny. And so but there is like a, se- a section of like, um, I think there there is something to it. There's a lot of greatness there. There's a lot of great talent in people who kind of turn to those arenas when they can't sort of break sort of mainstream markets. They go, oh, well, actually, I could go here and work. And, you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff. There's a huge market there that people don't even realize. And comedy, too. There's like a big like Christian comedy circuit yeah. mm-hmm. of like people who go and like do comedy shows at churches. Yeah. Well, they pay incredible money. Like it's like these. My sister actually works at a, at a Christian college. And they get, you know, different acts there every week. They have a whole, you know, there's a, like any, any college, there's a group that books the talent and, and Christian colleges are no different, but that market is much more niche. And so when somebody can kind of become a clean comedian that can, you know, play all these Christian colleges or a band that can play a mega church that has a, you know, uh, 40,000 members, it's like, there's a real way to make uh, a living there where it can be a lot more difficult in the mainstream world. Well, the interesting thing is you, you mentioned, Margaret, there are clearly some pretty decent Christian bands and there are some pretty de- decent Christian stand-up acts and comedians. Um, that talent, as far as we know, hasn't really traveled over to the faith-based cinema market. And that's why <laughs> we were excited to make this movie. Cause it's like, it's, I, I mean, it's really hard to find a, mo- a faith-based movie that's halfway decent. It's there. Most of them are, I mean, we haven't watched all of them, but we definitely watched a lot of trailers and we watched a lot of movies leading up to making this thing. And it's like, it's pretty scary. It's pretty, it's pretty yeah. scary to watch these things. 
Well, the film is, I mean, I haven't seen the film, but of course I've read the script and it's really funny. The thing about it is that it's not, uh, it's, it's not like the films that you're talking about because you're actually, it's actually quite a cynical film. You know, it's really closer to something like, um, you know, these sort of like very sort of great indie comedies of the 90s talking about filmmaking as opposed to, you know, those films that are sort of made by Kirk Cameron or mm-hmm. Kevin Sorbo. You know, it's, it's definitely like a very funny kind of take on filmmaking that is um, much more, um, it's smart and it's, it's really like, let's see what we can do in this arena as opposed to like a highway to heaven kind of approach, you know? It's not like Della Reese and not like Michael Landon's take sure. on it, you know? It's very different. It's also one of the things I've always had a problem with so many of these faith-based movies, even the ones that are kind of what some would consider the better of them, is that because they're trying so hard to make sure they don't alienate their church audience, they can't write or portray people as real people. Like you can't, Mm -hmm. if you do that, the movie's going to be R and then they're not going to hit that audience. So if they want to portray real people, they're going to real people curse, real people die at the end, real people do these things. um, Real people do drugs, you know, all these, all these things that the church wouldn't get behind. And so, Mm -hmm. so many of these movies are desperate to not alienate that audience that they don't make it ever feel real. And so even with this movie, it's like, we're not even, even when it's not mean spirited or anything, it's like, I hope that these characters talk and act like real relatable people do. Mm -hmm. I think the thing, I think the thing that's like also important here is like for anybody who's listening, like we, we're not hating on, we, we are not hating on these films. Uh, These, you know, these sort of, generic Christian films, certainly poking some fun at it, but it's like, you know, the people like you're talking about not putting like real people, you know, in, in some of these films, like uh, no more than like a month ago, my sister got to talk to me about this new series she heard of called the chosen, which is like the highest crowdfunded uh, thing of all time. And certainly it's a series about uh, the life of Jesus. My best friend, Oklahoma city uh, donated to another sort of Christian film organization. And so it's like, you know, these people are looking, they're absolutely looking for this content, especially like in the, in the family friendly world. And so, and so I get it, you know, we all kind of look for something that reinforces our own worldview in some form or fashion. And hopefully, hopefully some of those people, if they're listening right now, hopefully some of those people will, um, you know, give ours a go and maybe it won't be exactly like uh, a lot of those Kirk Cameron films, but I think it'll also open their eyes a little bit. But it shows that you can be a person of faith, but you don't have to be stupid. You don't have to be blind. You don't have to be a person without taste. You know, that there's like something there that is like, you know, like you can still have a sense of humor. You can still have a sense of like, Oh, well, I don't have to like blindly just like something just because like, you know, there, there's something about it. Like, um, I, I always get really, I, I think it, it's so, so ridiculous when sort of people sort of like think that Christianity or the idea of religion as being dumb because it's actually not. I think it's pe- for people who are either rakes, like, you know, like I was raised in a very religious community too, but my family um, all left the church because in Korea, the, um, they all like emigrated to the United States and then they um, 
all pooled their money together in the Korean churches. And um, so instead of investing in or like putting their money in banks. And in 1978, somebody stole all the money in the Korean church in San Francisco. So they everybody left the church. So it was like such a huge scandal that everybody wanted to like get out of the church because like we're like all turning our back on the church because it's like all it's not satanic but it's like obviously somebody's greed got in the way of it so everybody kind of left the church just because somebody got really greedy and stole all the money and so that was kind of more of the reason why i think that everybody decided to leave um so that was kind of like the the reason my family got out of it um but it it was uh it was something that I was sort of raised with and then suddenly like pulled out of. Mm-hmm. Um so it was a very weird I have a weird mm. experience with it. Um but I always sort of look kind of fondly at it like, oh that would have been nice, you know, to kind of like stay <laughs> in it and it would have been cute. But then well, also well, like, yeah, it's funny. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with plush care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Yeah, well, I mean, it's, it's one of the things, in, I mean, there's aspects of, I think, you know, any form, of, I think there's aspects of it that are all about community, no matter what your specific belief in, in terms of like, one of the things people flock to when it comes to religion, it's like, even even in this movie, it's like one of the two characters, like Tanner's character ends up, um, by no means, all of a sudden becoming a Christian or something, but he finds something as they're kind of diving into the church for negative reasons. He sees the benefit of this large group of people that hang out and support each other and all that stuff. And so, you know, beliefs aside, there's, I can, I can very much see what the attraction is for a lot of people just based on the community aspect. Yeah. And the three of us, even though we kind of grew up with similar, faith backgrounds, I feel like we've all, you know, Tanner and Luke and myself have all sort of kind of taken different paths in terms of faith and religion, spirituality in general. Uh, And we didn't set out to make a faith-based film by any means. We just wanted to make a movie that just started a conversation about what it's like to find your purpose and uh, how, you know, these two characters interact with a faith community and how some people... And it doesn't matter what faith or anything in general, some people will believe in things blindly without really thinking about it or doing their research or just because somebody else told them. There's a whole pyramid scheme parallel storyline in this movie <laughs> that, you know, we put in there intentionally because it's that's really what we wanted to do was just kind of start a conversation uh, as opposed to saying this is bad. This is bad. You shouldn't believe in this because, you know, what do we know? We're a bunch of idiots over here. Yeah. Just <laughs> we <we're>, don't. Know <laughs> <anything>. <laughs> there's always like some kind of an MLM happening too. Like uh-huh. <laughs> if there's if there's like something going on, there's always some kind of weird MLM involved, and it's super weird. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's it's, the funniest thing. So many people I know from back home that I knew from church or youth group back in high school and junior high are the ones who I see on Facebook all the time now posting their pyramid schemes. 
And, mm. and part of that is because, you know, peer, the, the, the two biggest uh, people who, who are into pyramid schemes are people that are heavily involved in the church and, and, and single parents. And that's obviously because or, or stay at home parents. And that's because they have a lot of time to do that. And the people at the church have this built in, you know, thousands of people community that they can go to for their, uh, to build their, build Got their that network up. Um, <laughs> and that's just, that was such a funny thing for us to put in the movie where it's like my characters just fully believes blindly in this, um, CEO of a pyramid scheme and sees him as kind of the ultimate, like he needs to get there. And if he does these things, he's going to get there. And, and he's, it's very much, ties into a lot of the other topics of the movie, which was, was really fun. It's so scary, though. Like, those pyramid schemes are so weird, like, because they start off, they're sort of like, they kind of like start off with sort of these relationships where, you, you know, and then they're like, what's your social security number? Like, it's always <laughs> very like, you're asking a question about, oh, like, you have really nice skin, and it's like, what's your social security number? Yeah. And it's, always like one thing leads to another and it's like this very like very fast track to something and it always sort of make it seem like oh it's going to be easy to make this money all you have to do is tell two friends and then they tell oh yeah my favorite thing is like what i'll see is i'll see on facebook and 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 sometimes this will be and this is a parallel right with the movie um you know the weight loss teas that that's like a real thing or like the fad diets you know we see those all over social media every single day and what you'll see is you'll see somebody who has had some success with this thing not saying you can't lose weight with the weight loss tea but there are obviously lots of other components and you'll see a photo of this person and their dramatic weight loss and you're like oh good for them i'm really happy for this person that I know to lose this weight or my neighbor, I'm not going to say her name. And then, um, and then it always includes like, to find out how I did this, contact me now. And I'm like, ah, you got to do the sales pitch. There you go. If you're not listing the product or the service in your Facebook post and it's very ambiguous, that's a pyramid scheme. That's a, that's a clear (laughs) sign of a pyramid scheme. (laughs) And now there's ones that have kind of done what these faith-based filmmakers and faith-based bands and faith-based comics have done. And now there are literally faith-based pyramid schemes. I know a girl who literally sells this brand that claims to be, I'm not joking, you can look up LuLaRoe. LuLaRoe is Christian yoga pants. And this is just like doing a Tupperware party where this girl brings basically a trunk load of Christian yoga pants. And if you support it, some of the money goes to this Christian organization. And it's essentially, if you get more people to say, it's a literal pyramid scheme of Christian yoga pants. And that was the moment where I was like, this has <laughs> jumped the shark. You can vinyasa your way right to heaven with those pants. <laughs> it's so weird, though, because it's really being sold to the people who believe that they're selling. Because they believe that they're, they're buying inventory so they can sell it to other people, but then they get stuck with the inventory. That's really the yeah. the trick of the pyramid scheme is the people that are actually like consigning to sell are the ones buying. That's the, oh, yeah. the tragedy of it. Well, I remember when a, when a huge article came out, uh, I don't know, a handful of years ago about Herbalife and the biggest and how the majority of people that are becoming sellers in the pyramid use over half of their life savings. And what happens is they use the majority of their life savings. They get a garage full of stuff. They can only obviously sell to their closest friends and family. And then when it stops at that point, 
they then have a garage of, you know, $10,000 worth of stuff that Herbalife won't buy back. And so it's like, there's a documentary about it now where it's ruined people's lives because these people that are in their mid forties or fifties that have been, you know, trying to do what they can for 20 years, all of a sudden are just wiped out with all these weight loss products. And it's just, it, it kills people. It's the horror. That's the really, that's a scary, that's a scary thing. I mean, that's like a horror, it's a horror element of the thing of like, you know, it, it's really terrifying. I think that, um, that that's sort of the horror component, but you come from a horror, you're, you're coming from a horror standpoint anyway, because you do, you sort of like from the horror genre too, right? Because you guys made horror sure. films before. So it's kind of, kind of got a horror element in that. To me, that's like what true horror is, is like, when you're stuck with the things you can't sell. <laughs> the true horror. Yeah, the true horror. That's true, true horror. terror. Yeah, that's good. But the, this, this is the, I mean, this movie is very, I think everybody wants, this is the movie that you can sell because everybody wants to see it. I can't wait to see it. I think it's very exciting. Oh, thank you. So nice. Well, you're, you were so, you're, you're amazing in the movie too, Margaret. We're like so thankful that you came out uh, and, and shot with us and, the fact that, first of all, I think you you had heard about the movie before we contacted you, which is insane because uh, this yeah. is this is an independent film, and for um, for anybody to hear about an independent film is a miracle in and of itself. So the fact that you heard about it uh, was pretty cool, and you're fortunate enough to be in one of the more memorable scenes of the movie um, because you play the executive that kind of spells out to Luke and Tanner what the rules are of the faith-based film industry. And I can't tell you how many people and reviews and comments have specifically mentioned that scene or quoted you directly. Cause you've got some really, I mean, you've seen the trailer, you're all over the trailer. Yeah, um, so cool. it's such a fun scene. I need to get a subscription to that um, subscription service. <laughs> Pure Flix? <laughs> I mean, I really, yeah. It's Christ such Flix, a, yeah. Christ it's Flix. such a, it, I, I think it, it's like a very appealing thing. They should probably, they, I bet they do like a good, um, uh, like maybe a, a big like Easter Easter week, Passion of the Christ, a whole bunch of different Passion <laughs> oh, yeah. of the Christ. A marathon of Passion of the Christ. <laughs> a whole bunch well, of, yeah. Or a whole bunch of like different passion plays you know i bet they have a, a million of them I'm, well I'm, here's I'm, the best part is like we had uh before right now the movie that we're making within the movie is, is called a prayer in space and it's a, a fictional sci-fi film about the first prayer ever to be prayed in space but before we decided to do that we originally wrote in the script a the movie they were going to make within the movie was called Angel on a Farm, and Angel on the Farm was about a city girl named Roxy who gets into trouble with the law, has to go live on her grandfather's farm where she meets a talking horse named Angel who teaches her that there's a better purpose in life. Um, and it was I don't remember if it was shortly before or after we switched it to a prayer in space, we realized that Pure Flix, uh, the 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 real company that Christ Flix is inspired by. Uh, has a movie that is almost the exact same plot. The horse, the only difference is the horse in their movie uh, does not talk, <laughs> but it is literally a girl getting in trouble and going and living on this farm and like falls and like falls into friendship with an old, old horse. And I was just like, this is too real. Oh, that's amazing. That's so great. I love it. It's so Crazy. cool. It's so yeah. good. 
I mean, I think that there's like, I mean, there, there's probably a million great movies. I mean, a lot of movies, like a new era that's going to be born out of like coronavirus. I mean, I wonder like what's what this whole thing is going to like bring forth. Like, um, if there's going to be a lot of like anti-masker movies, like a whole like mm, generation I'm of sure. um, coronavirus contagion anti-masker um, kind of con. I don't know conspiracy movies. It's going to be like the movie The Purge, but everybody's running around trying to give someone a vaccine to make sure <laughs> yeah. they get it. Some some kind of like I feel like there's going to be some kind of rapture kind of anti-masker, anti-vaxer mashup kind of movie. Are you well, working we saw, on your next? Uh, yes. Uh, we saw we saw a poster for a movie recently that was called I forgot what it was called, but it was basically a a fictional narrative movie where they had basically made it about Trump as this kind of like wor- incredible world leader. It was like fan fiction about Trump. And they got a whole bunch of people from Jerry Falwell's Liberty University to fund oh. the movie and they made it. And so there's this wow. movie that's essentially Donald Trump fan fiction uh, coming out. And that makes me think that there will be stuff from these same people that are uh, their various takes on the mask world and all those things and the conspiracy theories and who knows what people will, will crowdfund after this. <laughs> who knows? I feel like this is all foretold in the Omen 3. I don't know if you've ever <laughs> the Omen trilogy, but the Omen 3 has Sam Neill. Well, the Omen, Damien grows up and becomes president and he's played by Sam Neill. Oh my Neil. God, I did not and, know this. Um, That's so that- amazing. It's, it's that's like, an anti-faith film. I've never even heard of that. I didn't know that existed. An, yeah, it's an anti-faith based film. It's very uh, it's I like it. Um, I, I like all I like the Omen um, franchise. I like all of those all of those uh, very like 70s franchises. All of the Exorcist. The Exorcist three is actually very good, too. Um, mm. With George C. Scott, but it's the, mm. the the three is always the best one of all of the wow. horror franchises. Is there <laughs> is there another? What is your next film going to be? Are you going to continue making um, films? Are you going to go into TV? What are you going to do next? Oh boy! I mean, uh, we're we're working on one right now that we want to do next, which is uh, it's 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 essentially two guys on a road trip with a talking robot, um, and it and it and it kind of has aspects of. Kiwi's Big Adventure and aspects of Calvin and Hobbes and it's just kind of this what's real what's not sort of robot adventure is what we're working on now but we're definitely open to TV and uh, obviously that's yeah. great speaking that's of great. speaking of pandemic ideas that was this was sort of born out of like okay what could we go do that we enjoyed from faith base that uh, you know stars Luke and Tanner and as different characters, not has nothing to do with faith based, but what's a what's a smaller movie that we can go make in terms of um, crew and executing, uh, but maybe is kind of bigger on scale in terms of like kind of it's a road trip movie, so it feels a little bit bigger than than faith based. Yeah. But it's it, it, you you know you mentioned you're curious what's coming out of this season. It's like I, I'm curious what the next wave of movies is going to be and TV shows because. People, filmmakers have to be creative on how they're going to shoot things moving forward. So this was this was one of those for us. Is like, what can we go do if we don't get the green light to do another, you know, sixty person movie or whatever? So yeah, 
But I think that's great. I mean, I think that um, indie film is so important, and I always really pay attention to it because I, 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 that's where I come from, and I've always really admired people who, you know, take the initiative and, and make movies and, and, you know, do their own thing, and, and I always really love the auteurs. You know, it's really always very important to keep that spirit up, no matter kind of what, the, what happens in film. They always have the, the best vision, you know, so it's always really exciting. So you guys are doing great. Well, it was so cool that you came out and did it. I will, I will never forget when your manager, Sarah, uh, called me and told me you were in. It was just we were all like super excited because we're all fans. And we sent that we sent you know, we were, it was the same way with Jason Alexander, where we we're like there was just certain people we kind of felt like, all right, we have time. Let's just take a shot. And yeah. and if it happens, it happens. And all of a sudden, she called me back, and it was just like, whoa, it's a- she's in, and it was just the, it was the best. So yeah, so thank you so much. So thank, thank you, you. Yeah. So where can people find out about where they can see the movie? Where can they find out about you guys online? What where are you, what are your handles, et cetera, et cetera? Uh, well, what are we? We're at the faith based film on. Um, I should know that off the top of my head. The faith-based film on Instagram, and if they go to faithbasedmovie.com, they can basically find all the details. Uh, the movie comes out October 9th, um, right around the corner. It's going to be in select theaters, depending on what that means in six weeks, and uh, and then obviously anywhere you can rent or buy a movie online. So VOD, digital, Apple TV, all that's Amazon. You'll know you're in the right spot when you start seeing neon green. That's yeah. something we've really latched on to. It's on all of our socials, all of the all the movie profiles everywhere. The poster. Yeah. yeah. Which, Margaret, these... you're in the poster. Have you seen the poster? Yeah, I love the poster. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, these, these two guys in the movie are, as we've talked about, are making a movie called A Prayer in Space. And for some reason, they feel, they feel like they have to wear green screen suits all the time. So we kind of ran <laughs> with that. In in terms of everything, marketing and branding for the movie. So green on the poster, green in the trailer. Uh, we made green hats when we premiered at Santa Barbara at the beginning of the year. Um, these guys showed up on the news in their green screen suits in Santa Barbara. So that's kind of the color we're running with. So if you, if you want to look for it, just look for green. <laughs> I love it. Well, thank you so much. Thanks, Margaret. No, thank yeah. you. Thank you so thank much you. for it was having It great us. talking to you. Thank you. Never miss an episode of The Margaret Show. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. The Margaret Show is an Erios production with editing by Melissa Stetton and original score by Garrison Starr. over my dreams, waking me out of my sleep. I think I'm coming apart. Coming out of the dark, coming out of the dark, coming out of the dark. Yeah, I'm coming out of the dark. An Erios original. Powered by ACAS. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. 
Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com.